You're tuned in to Vocalo Radio, your favorite Chicago urban alternative radio station. I'm your host, Biko, and I have a special guest alongside me. This brother is super talented. I got to see him live a couple of times, and each time I've seen him live, he's always blown me away. Supreme vocalist. He goes by the name of Adam Ness. How you doing? Hey, I like that. Supreme vocalist. Yeah. yeah. You, you, you know it's not a lie. Oh, no. <laughs> like, your vocals, like the first time I saw you actually hit the stage was at The Wire. Mm. Um, you opened up for the Boy Illinois headliner. He brought you out. Mm. Um, and you hitting that stage with the band. And, man, you you blew me away from there i was tuned in you performed your single blush mm-hmm. at that time which we'll get into and from there it was just history with me i, I fell in love with it man so thank you it's, it's a blessing to have you on the line with me and i gotta start things off by saying what up though what up though? <laughs> that's how they say it in detroit what exactly up, what up though you know Wait, speak- <laughs> you can Detroit. I'm not from Detroit, but oh, you are. Yes, I am. <laughs> so I, I had to, you know, come up with a little terminology so you know what I'm finna get into. Wow, and... that's special. Yeah. What up, hey. though? I mean, break down what up, though, for the people that, that may not understand that. I mean, it just, it's it's not like necessarily Detroit slang because every, the whole world says it. But when I was coming up, it was a big thing. What up, though? 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 <laughs> It's like the way the way Chicago people shake hands, the way Detroit people shake people shake hands is just different. I appreciate the fact that you even recognize that small little idio idio sympathy <laughs> for the Detroit people. Yeah, gotta shout out Detroit. I got family out there, and um, you know, learning that you're also you know from Detroit. You know, what was your childhood like growing up in, in Detroit, Michigan? My childhood was pretty adventurous. I would have to say, I always found myself in some kind of adventure um it wasn't until later on in my teens that i started becoming more active musically Mm -hmm. um before that it was a bunch of skating at every friday every weekend skating that's what detroit people do skate and get dressed up and go to church (laughs) i mean also you went to um i want to say mosaic youth theater out in Mm -hmm. detroit was that like your start at music yeah technically that was Technically, my star. I learned a lot about performance. I learned about a lot about my own voice. I didn't even sing in full voice at that time. Full voice for the listeners who don't know is just when you sing in a big, a big belt, a big chest voice like Mariah Carey or Aretha Franklin. You know how they sing loud like that. I didn't even know I had a full voice. I was singing so soft and so timidly, like a like a little Aaliyah or a little Brandy or something like that. But when I got to Mosaic, I really learned that I had way more voice than I knew I did. I mean, who encouraged you to uh, go to Mosaic? My mom. She she was um, on her way home from work, and she heard that Mosaic was having auditions, and she took me. And it's a funny story because she didn't really want me to be in there after a while because she noticed all the little gay kids. <laughs> so she just was like, okay, you know, I had to find myself you know getting myself to rehearsals to and from rehearsals because you know strict moms you know they don't really understand that you gotta let your kid be you you can't you ain't gonna you're not gonna stop the way your kid grows just because you think that they shouldn't be around something you know the best thing to do is to just talk to them about it but at the time i thought it was i thought she was hating i thought she just didn't realize my full potential so 
a lot of that turned it to turn towards anxiety and uh i ended up getting into a lot of adventures you finally relocate to chicago mm-hmm. uh what year was that my first time coming back was 2010. My second time coming back was 2012. That's where I officially stayed. And I was singing with my brother, Avir. We was about to start a gospel group, and the reputation was preceding itself. Every time we would go somewhere, did y'all, y'all got some music out? We was like, how y'all even know? So that's how I knew that people, some people knew about me. And then, of course, sing, before Mosaic, I was singing with Kiara Shear for six years. And she took me all around the world, brought me to Chicago. And I think that's how I ended up getting a Chicago fan base. Because when I came here and sang with her, that's when a lot of people from Chicago started following me. Like being on your own at all, did it kind of like shy you away or did it motivate you to, you know, grow yourself more? It motivated me because I didn't want to sing gospel. I felt like there were more, there were so many different topics that I could touch on that didn't make me feel limited. Even though I love God, he heard my cry. You know, I just felt like I could talk about broader situations. Um, And I, I, you know, I probably will actually circle back around to making a gospel album at some point because there's no music like gospel music, period. So for that reason alone, yes, I probably will make a journey back around to see what that's giving. But everybody knows I'm a little edgy, so it will probably probably be interesting. You you release High Places, mm-hmm. um, twenty sixteen. Mm-hmm. It was like your debut EP. Mm-hmm. So I released it at a weird time. I think it was like twelve twelve at night, and I just was like, push the button, push the button, push it, push it, push it, push it. I just pushed it, and I was like, well, whatever happens, happens. And I didn't even know that the the music was catching on until years later. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was I was performing the music two years prior before I released it. And then when I released it, I just didn't know. I didn't know who listened to it. I would, be walk, I would go to restaurants, hey, I like your song. And I'd be like, whose song? My song? Like, yeah, on High Places. I'm like, oh. So once that started happening a lot, I was like, how can I check the numbers? How can I? So I got a manager, not the one I have now. Her name is Lyrical. And she showed me how to look at what was happening. And I was like, Wow, uh, this is a big number. So I was like, do I have some money coming? <laughs> <laughs> and the truth is, I did have money. I had money, back back pay money that I didn't register. My, my manager now, Kim, she put all my information in the correct way. And she got me my coin. For every artist that's new, if you don't enter your stuff correctly, it will just be sitting. I'm so, so happy you shared that because... You know, it's important for artists to register their music correctly because they're missing out on a lot, especially when you have stations like Vocalo spinning your record and you're receiving BDS. But when it's not registered, you're not receiving any coin. So, man, I'm so happy that, you know, you linked up with the right people that mm-hmm. got that got you right because it, it's important and you also went on tour with uh i remember when you went on tour with no name was it her room 25 room 25 uh you went on tour with her 40 cities yeah uh, you know especially for you how was that because at the end of the day is if i'm not mistaken is this your first well no it's not your first time touring you've already toured previous mm-hmm. this is my first time doing a a real artist tour now it's different when you're with the choir. It's different when you're with a, an ensemble. But this is my first time basically under an artist, under her own strength, her own money. All of it was just very independent. 
And I, I would have to say Mosaic and Kiara helped train me for that because I knew how to listen to a woman. I knew how to anticipate certain needs. Like if she was on stage, she was uncomfortable and she didn't know how to say something. I was always like, she needs some water. Like I'll run out there and help her with her, her pack because there's certain things you look for when someone is leading. That really helped. And she pointed it out. She's like, you know, you, you really helped me. <laughs> and I'm like... I love people. I love you. So that was a, a learning experience every day, like being regular, like going to eat and then 4,000 people on stage. And No Name is a very humble, regular person. I'm a fan of No Name. And when, when that tour hit, like I said, I remember you went on that tour. I think I reached out to interview you around that time, but you were already on tour. Yeah. Um, you're back now and then the pandemic hit. Uh, like, how has the the pandemic uh, affected you musically well, I mean, and, per- and personally? First, I was just freaking out because the studio I go to, they were not having it. They were like, no. But after I couldn't get in the studio, the pandemic basically pushed me into producing because I was just I didn't want to wait for anybody. So that's what the pandemic did for me. I learned how to grow weed. <laughs> I bought all the equipment for that. I grew two successful harvests. I learned how to produce. I got hella vocal clients, hella production clients. So that's what it did for me. So you've learned a lot over the over the pandemic and uh, investment wise, if I'm not mistaken, did, you said you produce. So did you like uh, get your own equipment and start producing like your, your own, of course, production and music content? Yes, I got my own qu- equipment and I produced five songs out of the 12 songs on my new project, Sagittarius Volume 2. And and now that we on the topic of Sagittarius Volume 2, I look at it as like your debut album. Mm-hmm. I would have to say the same thing. At first, I didn't want to even think about that or even put myself in the mind of album, album, because I don't want people to anticipate my next moves or to be like hey, this, this, this. But, you know, at the end of the day, you only have one life and I can't be I can't be held to what others, you know, prescribe to i just have to continue to push out hot content i truly pride myself on the quality that it t- that it that it takes to make something great so um yeah that's me sagittarius volume two it's like 12 records on mm-hmm. this project you produced five out of the 12 yep um what five records did you touch specifically on this project the five songs that i produced are tell me Make a scene, don't call back, initiate, and alone again. That's almost half the project that you've done over the course of the pandemic to give to the world. Those five Um, songs were over the course of three months. And my manager was definitely nervous and concerned. She was trying to pull songs off the woodworks. And I'm like, no, no, G, I got it. I got it. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out Kim, too. I mean, knowing that Sagittarius Volume 2 is out and House Cats featuring Duran Bernard also landed on the Apple Music playlist. That's I never know how that's going to happen. But, you know, when it happens to an independent artist, it is a win. It's a win. And um, it was two big editorial playlists on Spotify, too. It's always a pleasure. You know, I do this for the happiness of my soul. So when people acknowledge it, that's even better. My ultimate goal is just to be able to to travel to any city at any given time and say something like, hey, uh, California, or hey, Dallas, I'm here. And then six 600 people show up. That's my goal. I respect that. 
it's not all about just being the biggest artist in the world. It's just about being a, a, an artist that that bring memories, laughter, fun times, and and honestly sharing your story. Because mm-hmm. your story is in your music, and you know the goal behind music is to have your listeners feel that, exactly. and I feel it, my brother. So before I, I actually jump into your single, I want you to let people know most importantly where they can uh, get in tune, get in, get in touch with you, and of course follow you. You can get in tune with me on Instagram. That's where I'm most active. My Instagram is I am Adam Ness, A-D-A-M-N-E-S-S. I have a website, I am Adamness.com, and the email, I am Adamness at Gmail. Uh, my music is on Spotify, Tidal, Apple, everywhere. The album is Sagittarius Volume 2. The name is two words, Adam Ness. Sometimes people, Adam Ness, Adam Ness. How <laughs> they put it together? It's not Adam Ness. Adam Ness, like Adam West. Let everybody know the single we finna get into. This single is for all of y'all because I know that you be in the house. Because guess what? You had to be. And if you had to be, you was in there doing something you ain't had no business doing. And that's what I'm talking about in this song. Just being cuddled up, being sweet, being vulnerable, being everything you need to be with somebody that you can trust, okay? So the song is called House Cats. Mike. 